This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. In alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati amalina man yahdihillahu falamudillalah wa man yudlil falahadiyalah wa ashadu an la ilaha illa Allah wahdahu la sharika lah وأشهد أن محمد عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار from the greatest acts of worship which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has actually obligated upon us as Muslims is the worship of dua. And dua, brothers and sisters, is an act of worship which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has in fact commanded us to do in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمْ وَدُعُونِي أَسْتَجِبَ لَكُمْ your Lord says, make dua to me and I will respond to you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us to supplicate to him. And then he says, Those who are arrogant, they're too arrogant with regards to my worship, meaning dua is considered an act of worship. They will enter hellfire in disgrace. Dua, brothers and sisters, is an act of worship. We're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for things that will benefit us in this life with regards to ourselves, our families, our work, our wealth, whatever the case may be. We're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for things in the akhirah. But even though we're asking and we're asking and we continue to ask, it's considered an act of worship. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he speaks about dua in the Quran and he says, وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي when, when my slave asks you concerning me, فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ Then know that I am close. أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الدَّاعِ إِذَا دَعَانٌ I respond to the supplicator when he supplicates to me. The Prophet ﷺ, he would speak about dua, and he would say, الدُّعَاء هُوَ الْعِبَادَةِ Dua is ibadah. Dua is considered an act of worship. And the scholars, they speak about how dua is an act of worship, where we are the ones ultimately who benefit. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't need our supplications. He doesn't need our ibadah. And they say when a person makes dua, it's a sign of his belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It emphasizes or strengthens his belief in the power of Allah. Because when we make dua, when we supplicate to Allah, we supplicate quietly from the depths of our hearts. Nobody can hear our duas. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from above the seven heavens hears our du'as. 
And on top of this, we supplicate to Allah Azza wa Jal because we know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can respond to our supplications. We know Allah will respond. If we didn't think Allah would respond to our du'as, we wouldn't have been supplicating to Him in the first place. And so du'a, brothers and sisters, is from the most effective ways of worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, the scholars, they would say, الدُّعَاء صِلَاحُ mu'min." They would say, du'a is the weapon of the believer. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah, he would say that du'a is a weapon. And it's not just about the weapon that you're using, but the person who's handling the weapon itself. The weapon may be an effective weapon, but the person who's holding the weapon also needs to know how to use the weapon itself. And so all of us have access to du'a. Du'a is one of the easiest acts of worship that we could perform. It's not something that requires lots of conditions. It's not something that's hard to do. You don't have to have specific things. You don't have to be in a specific state. Although wudu is encouraged when you perform, when you make dua. But the point being, dua is an easy thing for a person to do. And it's an easy thing for a person to do consistently. And so the believer, when he makes dua, he has to understand how to supplicate. And one has to look at the supplications and the duas of the prophets of the past. We look at how they made dua, the etiquettes when they would make dua, and the ways in which they would supplicate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Zakaria alayhi salam, in his old age, he would supplicate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asking for a child. His wife was an old woman, and it's scientifically impossible for an old woman to have a child. Yet he's making dua because he knows Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is able to do all things. And he would raise his hands and he would make dua. And he would say, Rabbi inni wahan al-azmu minni. Oh my Lord, my bones have become brittle. Washta'ala ra'su shayba. And my hair has become white. And he would supplicate. And he would say, even though I'm in this state, I continue to make dua for a child. And indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responded to the dua of Zakaria alayhi salam and blessed him with a child. In fact, not just a child, not just any child, but one of the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Prophet Yahya alayhi salam. And so when a person faces Allah and he supplicates to Allah and he shows Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his desperate state, he's begging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's showing his weakness in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he's recognizing the power and the might of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who he's supplicating to, it's one of the ways in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responds to your supplications. We know of the supplication of Prophet Yunus alayhi salam. The Prophet والسلام, spoke about Yunus. He would say the dua of Yunus salam, when he was in the belly of the whale. He would raise his hands, he would supplicate, and he would say, La ilaha illa ant. There is no God except you, O Allah. Subhanaka inni kuntu Glory be to you. Very I was, verily I was from those who was from the oppressors. The Prophet والسلام, he said, No Muslim supplicates using this dua except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will respond to his supplication. La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu This was the dua of Yunus alayhi salam. And of course Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved Yunus alayhi salam. And there are many, many other examples. The example of Musa alayhi salam supplicating to Allah, asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to ease his affairs, to expand his chest, to loosen the tongue, the, the, the knot from his tongue when he was going to Fir'aun to call him to the worship of Allah. 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responded to him. There are examples from the life of the Prophet The Prophet prior to the Battle of Badr, narrations mentioned that he never even slept. He continued to make dua and pray to Allah the night before the battle. And this shows us the importance of showing obedience to Allah and showing uh, an increased acts of worship, showing increased acts of worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you're in situations of trials and tribulations, when you're afflicted by calamities, brothers and sisters, the believer increases in his acts of worship. He doesn't decrease in his acts of worship. He does even more. The Prophet ﷺ is about to face the Quraysh at the first battle between the Muslims and the Quraysh. And he supplicated and he made dua and he worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the whole night. And we know the great victory of the Battle of Badr that the Muslims were blessed with and were given on that auspicious day. So brothers and sisters, dua is something which can never be neglected. It's something which cannot be ignored. It's something which if a person uses it effectively, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will respond to his duas and will respond to his supplications. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala ashraf al-anbiya'i wal mursaleen, nabina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Brothers and sisters, we were speaking about the importance of dua, the power of dua. And no doubt, every single one of us has experiences where we were in times of difficulty and times of calamity, and we raised our hands, we supplicated to Allah, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responded to our supplications. In fact, there may have been moments where we feel in our hearts about something where we never necessarily made dua for it, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew what was in our hearts and he gave us whatever we asked for. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, he says, He says to the Prophet Verily we saw you looking up into the heavens. So we are going to give you the qibla that you desire. The Prophet ﷺ in Medina, he would look up into the heavens, hoping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would change the qibla from Jerusalem to Mecca. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals this ayah, telling him that verily I saw you. We saw you looking up into the heavens, hoping that the qibla would be changed. And so we have given you the qibla that you desire. And so the direction of the qibla was changed from Jerusalem to Mecca. Brothers and sisters, dua is something which should be on our minds in these days because of what's happening to our Muslim brothers and sisters all over the world and those in Palestine, may Allah is their suffering. The Prophet ﷺ, he would speak about those who supplicate for others. The Messenger of Allah ﷺ, he said, no Muslim makes dua for another Muslim in his absence for something good except that an angel responds and says to him, وَلَكَ بِمِثْلِ And may you also have the same. And so one should remember that he shouldn't be selfish when it comes to dua. In fact, when you supplicate and you, when you make dua for others, an angel will make the same dua for you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so think about the suffering of those who are suffering from our Muslim brothers and sisters and what supplications we can make for them. And how those supplications will not only benefit them, but they'll also benefit us. And think about our state when we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The hadith of the Messenger of Allah, when he spoke about a man, dirty, 
disheveled and he raises his hands in the middle of the desert because he's desperate and he says Rabbi Rabbi he raises his hands and he says my Lord my Lord and the Prophet ﷺ, he said haram. his clothes are haram obtained from haram means his food and drink are haram bil haram. he's completely enveloped in haram everything about his, his state and his life is haram how is this person going to be responded to? How was this person and his dua going to, respond, going to be responded to by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when his whole state, his whole life, he's been dependent on things which are haram? We have to reflect and we have to look at our own lives, brothers and sisters, if we want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to respond to our supplications. What haram acts are we involved in? What things are we doing? Maybe on a regular basis, bad habits that may prevent Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from responding to our supplications. It's something that each and every one of us needs to reflect and needs to ponder. One has to think about the power of his dua and whether dua in his hands or between his hands is a weapon that he uses. So brothers and sisters, dua is something which is often neglected. And there are many etiquettes of dua Racks of which we won't be able to go through in this khutbah. But there are times when a person's du'as are accepted, more so than others. One of the most consistent times when a person's du'a is responded to, and something which every single one of us is doing on a regular basis, every single day, multiple times, is in the sajda. The Messenger of Allah, he said, The closest a slave is to his Lord is while he is prostrating. So make lots of dua in your sajda. Make lots of dua in those times, during those times, when a person's supplication is responded to. The Prophet ﷺ, he would say, Yanzilu Rabbuna, our Lord descends in a manner which befits His Majesty to the lowest heaven, in the last part of the night, the last third of the night. And he asks, who is there who is supplicating to me so I can respond to them? Who is asking for forgiveness so I can forgive them? Who is it from amongst us who has that earning to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with their du'as in the last part of the night when it's cold, when you're tired, when everybody's asleep and it's silent? Who has the effort? Who has that iman? Who really is desperate for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to respond to his supplications that he'll sacrifice that sleep? He'll get up in the middle of the night or in the last part of the night and he'll perform mudu and he'll pray and he'll make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because if no one else is watching, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching. In fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking, who is there who is supplicating? He wants us to supplicate. He wants us to make dua to him. So brothers and sisters, let's not forget the power of dua in our lives, in the lives of others in our dunya and also in our akhirah, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he gives us an increased understanding of dua and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the ability to make dua for ourselves and our loved ones and for those who are suffering around the world. Allahumma salli ala muhammadin wa ala ali muhammad kama salli ala ibrahim wa ala ali ibrahim innaka hamidun majid. Allahumma barik ala muhammadin wa ala ali muhammad kama barakta ala ibrahim wa ala ali ibrahim innaka hamidun majid. Allahumma aghfir al-muslimin wal muslimat wal mu'minin wal mu'minat al-ahyai minhum al-amwat inna allaha ya'murukum bil-adri والإحسان وإيتاء القربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله العظيم الجليل يذكركم واشكره على نعمه يزدكم ولذكر الله أعلى وأولى وأكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون 
This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.